All this right. is like the podcast foreplay. It's totally fine. It just gets you in the mood. <laughs> Makes you a little comfortable, you know. I feel fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think about I felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now, right now. I feel fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think about I felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now, right now, right now. Welcome back to Mental Health Moment. I am Emily. I'm Lara. And today we have a special guest joining us, my friend Raquel. You want to say hi? Hello. <laughs> and she, I know, right? <laughs> like, hello. Um, and she and I have known each other for uh, 15-ish years. Wow. In and out. We met, we met back when we were young and crazy. Ah, uh, pick a yep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Emily was a wild one. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. Oh, goodness. Oh, gosh. We'll have to get the dirt out of you later, Raquel. We'll have to get the juicy Emily stories. I would love to hear this. <laughs> yes. It was fun. So, um, the reason we asked Raquel to come and hang out with us tonight is she mentioned a while back when I was kind of kicking around the idea of starting a podcast, she talked about her son's journey. And kind of what that has looked like. He was diagnosed with, um, with a condition called pandas, correct? Correct. Okay. So, um, and when she first mentioned it, I had, I've never ever heard of this condition. I've never heard of anything about it. Um, did a little Google slash WebMD, which not always a great idea. No, can lead you down a (laughs) rabbit hole. Yeah. Right. Um, but I thought it would be so helpful for us and, and some other people out there if, Raquel, if you would take a moment just to talk about kind of your journey and, and I mean, what is it and all that stuff. So kind of right. like wherever you want um, to start. The journey has been a long one. I don't know if you have time, but I thought was journey. <laughs> let me, let me just start with, um, I guess, the point where where we realized that something uh, was definitely something had happened. Well, I, I had never heard of pandas before, and uh, there's also pan, which is a recent um, diagnosis. For it, it, it wasn't even in the the medical jargon before, but now they have pans, which uh, is a pediatric acute onset. Uh, neuropsychiatric syndrome, and then you have PANDAS, which is pediatric uh, autoimmune uh, neuropsychosis disorder associated with stress. So one does not have the association with stress, and the other does. Um, they're just now really acknowledging PANDAS that there are other things that can trigger neuropsychiatric problems. Uh, the ones the PAN does has been um, already recognized for a while now. Uh, so it's it's a new frontier. PANs and PANDAs are both a new frontier. They technically should all be categorized under uh, AD, uh, which is the, sorry, uh, encephalitis. So it, oh, it's gosh. basically the body attacking itself. Okay. In the brain. Wow. And, um, 
and it's it's very it's very new and even AE days they're not um, they're not very good at addressing all of it. They they they've only been able to narrow down a few of them. Um, but but anyways, the, the the point was on what was it fourteen in two thousand fourteen October uh, we started seeing a change in my son. He was six years old at the time. And he started exhibiting very odd behaviors, things that had been there in the past but had never been consistently there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of got worse and worse and worse. The things that we saw were things like OCD, where, of course, we didn't really realize what it was at the time, but it was just um, germophobia and incessant hand-washing, um, just screaming all day. All night, screaming and raging. Was this like um, sudden? I, I mean, how does it? I mean, over the course of what kind of time period are we talking about? Um, within about four weeks from the the mood changes, wow. it just it kind of so they they don't tell you that uh, pandas can come on uh, gradually. It's okay. not part of the diagnosis, but it does happen. And as parents in group Facebook groups will tell you. There's just so many of us who've seen it gradually happen, and it oh, happened wow. for us gradually. It was yeah. over the course of four to five weeks for it before it really hit bottom. Oh, um, wow. And bottom was rage all day long. Really? Uh, and what I mean raging is, is see, there's different levels of the children. There's tantrums. In a tantrum, you can still fairly well communicate with a child and bribe them or manipulate yeah. them to do this or that. Um, with coercion, but when it comes to uh, a chance, once once you start getting to a meltdown, uh, then a meltdown is kind of like they're just losing their their stuff. Uh Yeah, but you can still talk to them, right? They can still respond to you. Yeah, in some way. When you hit rage, which is actually more of something that happens in bipolar rages, are are basically like like emotional seizures. There's oh absolutely gosh. no recognition. You, they can't even talk. Wow. They can't yeah. understand what you're saying. They can't respond. There's no such thing as coercion. There's no such thing as manipulation in any way. You know, positive or negative reinforcement does not make a single bit of difference. Oh, my gosh. They just aren't there. And so um, we pretty much were just fluctuating in and out of rages all day and all night. Wow. Over in, and, in four weeks, your kid is, goes from like, yeah, sometimes he's like quirky with, you know, maybe yeah. hand washing a little bit. And then from that all intensifies and then raging constantly. Exactly. constantly. Oh and gosh. so, I mean, we, we started just, I was panicking. Um, I had no idea what to do with this. Right. And I just kept on, you know, thinking it was behavioral, thinking we could figure out some kind of way to, um, uh, cheat maybe it was, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what I was thinking. I was just kind of reacting. Right. And, um, and so we, we started, I started posting on Facebook because that's all I knew what to do. So I recorded a flip of him and most of the raging was all initiated like initiated through OCD tendencies. So it was okay. mostly hand washing or showering. And he would want to hand wash and shower all day long. And 
even if, if something, you know, grazed him or, it, I mean, it really didn't matter. He would just always be freaking out that there was germs that got on him somehow for oh some reason. Gosh. And um, so I, I recorded a blip of him freaking out but wanting to wash his hands, and I was telling him, no, you need to go to bed. You already wash your hands for 10 minutes. And um, and so I recorded that and posted it on one of my Facebook groups, and it was one of those miraculous moments where it just happened to be that this one person who happened to have a friend who had uh, experience with pandas uh, happened to be on that group and happened to say, you should look at pandas because it sounds like he's, he's saying something about OCD. Like, it sounds like OCD, yeah. and it sounds like pandas. So I started looking into it, and it just it was, like, mind-blowing how much he was just right on it. Wow. And what I hadn't noticed is that, so, so one of the things that had happened is he had gotten a rash on okay. his bottom, which at six years old is not a very normal thing right. to, yeah. get, to get some kind of diaper rash with his thing. And it was angry, and it was mean, and I just thought, maybe, you know, sick, maybe he scratched his thumb, and it was yeah. just dirty hands, and it's just, you know, something like that. But what had actually happened, it was a strep infection. Oh and okay. uh, I didn't know that, and I did my normal thing for any kind of skin problem. I pull out my holistic pouch full of all kinds of and I was putting all kinds of, you know, essential oils and clays and all this mm-hmm. other thing, yeah. and it just wouldn't go away. And it was like, you know, this stuff is heavy duty. Most of the time when I take care of something like this, even if it's a pretty severe rash, well, I have to take care of it. Mm-hmm. But this wouldn't go away. And finally I got down to, but it was still kind of red, you know, in the center towards the anus. And so I, I said, you know, this is just weird. And I, I, when I connected it to pandas, I realized this is strapped. And I took him into the doctor. Now the doctor looked at him and said, uh, I don't see any rash here. And I go, swab him and test it. And they, and they pushed back, but finally they swabbed it and tested it. And sure enough, it came back positive for strep wow. in the anus. Interesting. It yeah. had no culture or strep yeah. positive to which is very odd for a lot of pandas kids to have anal strep and not have dental uh, strep, but that's right. our, that was our uh, situation. And so with that information, I was able to start hunting down panda specialists. But being in Utah, yeah. there was only one person who on the Pandas Network claimed to be a specialist who was in Springville. Really? So we drove out to Springville, and we see this doctor who, to be honest, just, you know, was not very knowledgeable, but was helpful in that okay. he was willing to put his neck out there. Doctors don't want to treat pandas. Half of them don't believe in it, as if it's some kind of mythical, mystical, you know, uh, like a unicorn yeah. yeah. Like, it makes I mean, perfect sense. I, I have spoken to parents who have been, um, who have been told that they are crazy and that they have some kind of, uh, I forgot what they're called, it's a, a mental oh, like disorder where you think your children hypoxy. are sick all the yes, time. yeah. And so, it's, it, you know, a different, like a variation of hypochondria, and it's like they've been labeled that since the point where they can't even get their children help. Right. Um, the medical world is very difficult in, yeah. in this in this realm, and it's been it's been quite a journey, and 
most of the specialists, there's only about four or five really good, well-known specialists in the United States. Most of them are um, New York area, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And they are all about anywhere between $1,000 to $2,000 per appointment. Whoa. And <laughs> none of them take insurance. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so... <laughs> What did you do to treat it in the end? How did you? Yeah. No, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where when you really look at it, everybody's shooting in the dark anyway. It's true. Um, it it when you when you're in that panic mode, it's really hard to kind of um, trust your mommy gut yeah. and really like trust yourself and your inner voice and and whatever because it feels like. It feels like everything you do is just making everything worse. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it might. So it, it was just, it was trial and error. It was a lot of introspection, a lot of Google. Yeah. <laughs> a Thank lot goodness of for Facebook, the internet, man. Facebook. I, I, I accredit Facebook for saving my child because yeah. uh, without Facebook groups, you have guided me with parents who have been through this, I would have no idea what I was doing. I had no idea. And I was guiding the doctor. Uh-huh. I was the one telling the doctor, please test them this, now test them that, now test them. And it was just blood test, just blood test with me at the house. Yeah. And so um, it wasn't until I started, and I had to learn how to read all the lab results and understand it and understand what everything means because um, a lot of the times the doctor would say, no, this is in normal range, but I would go to my Facebook groups and they would say, no, that's elevated. For oh that, that's elevated. Mm-hmm. And so it was a very interesting journey, yeah. and I've had to learn a lot. Um, I, I've had to learn a lot about supplements. I've had to learn a lot about genetics. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we've had to, I mean, I would have, you know, before this, I, I thought, you know, natural supplements and herbs and all these things, um, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, you know, there's no prescription, there's no regulation, it can do no harm. <laughs> I was very wrong about that. Yeah, oh, that's true. I was, I was, I was pulling out my crunchy hippie side and just throwing anything I found at him, <laughs> saying, take this and take that, and it wasn't until I realized that we were going downhill that I said, I got to pull it all. So I pulled everything, including the antibiotic we were on. I still, to this day, don't know if that antibiotic made him worse or if it was just a combination of antibiotics and all the supplements. But yeah. he was going downhill further than I thought would be possible. And when and you say... When I pulled everything, it got it got quite better. So I knew that something was not working with all the stuff yeah. we were giving him. So when you say that he went downhill... Um, and even more down than you thought he could be. Like, what did that even look like? It it looks like he couldn't dress himself. He couldn't feed himself. Mm-hmm. He couldn't shower himself. Mm-hmm. He couldn't um tie his shoes. Well, I mean, he can't tie his shoes now. But <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't put his shoes on uh-huh. because of the germs. He couldn't touch anything. He couldn't do anything because everything was just so um it, it was just so overwhelming that the only thing that brought him any peace 
would just be in the bathroom washing his hands. Oh, my gosh. And as a mom... And his hands would get raw and bloody. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, And I just imagine, like, as a mom, I mean, just how heartbreaking that is. Yeah. Heartbreaking, and at the same time, as horrible as this sounds, it's enraging because Mm -hmm. you don't know what to do with your own emotions. Yeah, that's because true. you're listening to somebody scream all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so and so, I mean, it's it's a horrible thing to admit, but you you end up feeling so much built up frustration as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not allowed it. <laughs> yeah, at the time you're not allowed to feel your own emotions because even though you have all this screaming going on and and your your son, you know that your son is hurting, and you just feel this panic of I've got to save him, I got to save him, I got to save him. And you just gotta, you just gotta keep going. And so, hmm. I did, and I, I just kept, I kept going, kept reading, and I pulled everything that that we were given him at the time, and started one at a time okay. going. And then we did the genetic testing, and we kind of got more information with the twenty three and me about his genes and how he was actually metabolizing things or lack of metabolizing, you know. Like, he had MTHFR mutation, homozygous, which means uh, he has a problem with making meth, uh, methylfolate. Okay. Which is a big part of the, you know, methylation is a big part of the vitamin uh, absorption and processing and all of that and um, has a huge impact on your health and well-being. And so understanding that uh, made us understand that he can't handle B12. He couldn't handle B6. Uh, oh he gosh. desperately needs methylfolate, but giving him methylfolate regresses us before it propels us. Oh, so okay. it, it, we had to start realizing which supplements were actually doing good, even though they looked like they were doing bad for the first morning. Oh, I see. So, yes. so it's kind of like that. It's almost like, I mean, in therapy, and, and I know it's, very different, but we see kind of an increase in the behavior before we see it on its way to extinction. Right. So was it kind of a similar thing where it's like, exactly. so you start this and it, yeah, this thing but just But you feel like you're shooting in the dark. I mean, uh-huh. it's, it's really hard to say, hey, because, you know, how do you know the difference between something you're taking that's making things worse right. and how much, and something that you're taking that's making things better, you just got to push through that. Right. It sounds like that's but, where all your research came in because you yeah. were saying you have to learn about <laughs> genetics and basically medicine and become an expert on all of it because become a you doctor. had basically become a doctor because you had to be your own advocate. Oh my gosh! And, and a therapist, you got to learn yeah. <laughs> because you know you're sitting here, you know, and, and everybody has an opinion, of course, of course, uh, that doesn't know anything about it. Right. And all pushing causes of behavioral therapy, oh which is fine and dandy, except for the fact that. When you don't have a child who has the ability to cognitively function, because his brain is under attack, literally. There's no point. Yeah. Uh, We tried all kinds of therapy. We tried equine therapy. We tried talk therapy. Um, And when you have somebody who's just not responding, it it just it feels impossible. So in the end, it wasn't until we hit um, a combination. I attribute a combination of about four things to our biggest leap in, uh, in healing. Uh, one of the first things was Haley's CBD oil. 
Okay. What is that? Oh, a CBD oil is, is a oil that's made from cannabis. Now, CBD low THC and it can be legal. So Haley's Hope is legal okay. here in Utah. Um, and it's made from a cannabis plant uh, that's categorized under hemp. Okay. And so it can be shipped legally because it has low THC. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that and that made the biggest impact on his raises. Really? Immediately. Wow. That's awesome. Um, I'm still trying to understand if there's any link uh, to some form or variation of seizures and uh, rages in, yeah. in, in bipolar because it, it has been proven that CBD oil can have tremendous impact on seizures and the yeah. fact that it has such a amazing impact on his rages right. and the fact that the rages are so cognitively just, they just they're not there. Right. It just looks so much like a seizure almost. Yeah, an emotional seizure. That, that's probably an apt description of that then. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's very interesting. I think there's definitely more work to be done there. And obviously, it's not catching on to, um, you know, the different, you know, brain patterns and brain waves technology mm-hmm. that are recording it. But it, I think that there's probably some stuff in the works. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. So basically, my son was diagnosed, well, not diagnosed, but the therapist that did talk to me said, he has pediatric bipolar. Huh. Because we did have this big shift. So other than the OCD, we had this big wave between manic and depressive. Mm-hmm. Now, I never truly, to be honest, believed in depression oh, until wow. I saw my six-year-old tell, tell me that he wanted to kill himself. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And... To hear the worst things that you can imagine out of out of out of a six and seven year old's mouth because it was all in seven two, um, there was a complete blocking of all good things. You know, I yeah. would say nice things like I love you and I care about you and I'm so proud of you, and he'd say, "No, you're not. You hate." Mm-hmm. You know, and he would just look at you like. I just know this. I know that you absolutely despite And so, I mean, it was, devastating. it was a very interesting yeah. experience that really opened my eyes to mental illness. Yeah. Um, I, I would have never imagined uh, that it could be so uh, chemically driven. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I just always had this kind of belief system that uh, incorporate a lot of morality into into and, and personal. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I, just, or something. I, I never yeah. would have thought that that somebody could be completely fine and normal one day, and the next chemically so altered that their personality is completely a, a different one. Wow. You know. Yeah. But anyway, so so, so she was. You know, I was being told, look into pediatric bipolar because this is what this is. Okay. And yeah. uh, the way I explain it to people now that I've done enough research is that uh, pans and pandas is like the roots. And the tree trunk is like pediatric bipolar. Okay. And right. from, from the tree trunk 
comes the branches. And the branches are OCD, ODD, mm-hmm. uh, manic depressive, uh, ADHD, mm-hmm. and, and, and many other little, little things here and there. Mm-hmm. But you will have multiple things. And whenever you have a child with pediatric bipolar, you must always have comorbid, yeah. uh, different diagnosis, mm-hmm. especially OCD. You know, that is such a great description. I, yeah. I really love how you describe pandas or pans, you know, as that root and then everything kind of coming from that root and what can stem from that. Um, I, and that's, I mean, it's still debatable. I, yeah. I personally at this point believe that maybe not all, but I would say a huge percentage of children diagnosed with pediatric bipolar have something connected to pans or pandas. Right. Um, perhaps an autoimmune they, disease. I would say that they yeah. have um, something going on in their brain that is a reaction from the immune system. And they've done yeah. more and more studies. Uh, I think it's the University of Nebraska, of all places, that's doing an incredible amount of study on, wow. the, on the link between the immune system and the brain. And they're finding... Uh, this incredible link, yeah. um, and it's it's basically you know a, a new frontier. And yeah. doctors generally don't uh, don't jump on the new frontiers. They no, they don't. Know. They're really slow to that. Well, and I think you know yeah. part of it. It's it's just that whole like mind body connection, and I think that that's kind of that new frontier. Yeah, I mean, in the mental health field too, is like people are finding like. The body is so connected to mm-hmm. the emotions and the mental health stuff. And so um, yeah. it's just so interesting. And I wanted to follow up. So you had said um, that you found four things that really are working for oh, you. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 So, so four, four things. So one yeah. is the CBD oil. Okay. I felt like the CBD immediately kind of helped his system to calm down. Like mm-hmm. the whole system was so tight and wound up. Uh-huh. I just felt like. Not to say that he calmed down, because we still had a lot of anger and yeah. a lot of manic depressives and a lot of these other things, But it and we still had a lot of OCD. But it calmed his brain down, and it helped like it, it felt like it just opened his system up to be healed, if that yeah. makes sense. And that's no, just does. my own feeling and intuition. Uh-huh. Yeah. But after we did CBD for a few months, we introduced um, azithromycin, which is a broad spectrum antibiotic. Okay. And it happened, it was kind of on by foot because he happened to get, uh, he, he happened to get a, a sick and he had asthma reaction, asthmatic reaction. Mm-hmm. And so in order to kind of combat that, uh, the doctor gave us a three-day dose of the zithromycin, our, our pediatrician, mm-hmm. who does not believe in pandas. <laughs> and so I gave him that for those three days and I was like, wait a minute, I think I just saw something that helped him. Right. So I went to our pandas doctor and I said, please give me a lot of this. Yes. Can I have <laughs> this now? He was, I was lucky enough that he did agree to that. So we wow. did four months of azithromycin. Wow. And um, that helped with the OCD tremendously. Like, That's so tremendous. cool. That was really the OCD go away. Wow. Really? Antibiotics. This actually makes a lot of sense to me. I have thoughts on this later because okay. so I'm a medical malpractice attorney. So I hear oh, wow. almost exclusively the craziest medical stories that are possible. 
this whole thing makes a lot of sense to me with the emotional body overlap between your autoimmune system and your emotional, you know, regulation system Mm -hmm. being interconnected because I've seen it because I've seen very extreme circumstances. So it, and this is how it plays out. So it shouldn't be this much of a mystery. Like this link that you keep talking about, um, it isn't unheard of, you know, it happens in other areas of medicine. And it's got lots of documentation and it's got quite a bit of information out there. It's just a matter of doctors not opening up their eyes to it. I I mean, and I understand, you know, to be a doctor nowadays, you have a lot of, a lot of information coming at you. Yes. But it's very difficult when it's basically ego that's stopping doctors because Mm -hmm. I've I've encountered that as well, where Mm -hmm. they, they have the information in front of them, but they're just sticking to their story Mm -hmm. purely out of ego. Yep. And I think, you know, when, when you do have this professionals, you know, um, it definitely can play a part. Like you said, you know, there, there people just weren't believing you. And so what an incredibly stressful time for you to be in this where it was like, okay, I know my kid. I know the situation. Like this is really happening. And and for them to kind of be like, well, I mean, they say it's coincidental. Oh my gosh. was something that was just going to happen, mm. that pediatric bipolar would just happen. Even though we have no history of pediatric bipolar, okay. they'd go fishing. They'd go fishing and saying, you're telling me that nobody in your family has taken any antidepressants? Well, of course somebody in my family right. has taken antidepressants. Because everybody is taking antidepressants <laughs> nowadays. Yeah, that's what people do. But, it, <laughs> but it's like, that doesn't mean I have pediatric bipolar in my history. No. And it's just, you know, they go on, they, they they dig until they find what they want validated. Confirmation yeah. in bias. In their story. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So what were the other two things? We keep questioning, like, what about this? What about this? what happened my whole day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had the CBD. myosin made a huge impact. And ironically, two supplements are what made a huge difference. Two and they both... Uh, one of them was because we did the 23andMe and got information about his genetic makeup and was it, were able to understand that he definitely needed methylfolate. So methylfolate has been a big contributor. Mm-hmm. I saw it. I saw the amazing effect of it. Cause, so after we dealt with the rages with the mm-hmm. CBD, azithromycin helped clear out a lot of the OCD. But it still, we still had a lot of lability. We had a lot of emotional mobility. Mm-hmm. And so as well as a lot of the, the swinging from um, manic depressive, and with children, they don't they don't realize this. Even even pediatric bipolar is a new frontier because they don't they have only recently acknowledged it as something that can happen to children. Mm-hmm. But right. with children, it, it's very different from manic depressive uh, adults, where they'll go through a course of time as far as a month, so anywhere between a week to a month in a manic. And then you were between a week to a month depressive. Whereas mm-hmm. with children, they can do it within hours. Yeah. So we're talking manic one minute, depressive the other, and the next time you think before you know it, they're in the mixed state, which is the worst because they can't freaking decide if they're happy oh. or they're sad or they're <laughs> You know, <laughs> they're kind of just stuck in this weird mode. And so we we uh, we would see these fluctuations all day long. Um. But anyway, so so with with methylfolate was another big one, 
And then what we came across was chiral disorder, uh, which is a disorder that uh, actually creates emotional problems uh, due to, uh, I forgot what the cause of it is, but basically it's insufficient amount of zinc, um, huh. and it's, the protocol is to do zinc, D6, and uh, what was uh, evening primrose oil. So um, my at the time, the naturopathic doctor I was working with uh, said, I'm going to test him, but in the meantime, just try it out. There's not no harm in trying it. Yeah, yeah. But there's enough, there's enough less harm in trying it because we did zinc and decent, and he just hit the roof with horrible, you know, emotional crying all over the place. Well, back to race. I was like, oh my gosh, and I didn't even make a session until I started. I pulled back. He got so much better. In fact, he got so much better than what he was. Hmm. And so I, I, then he crashed again. So then he went back to what he was before. Huh. So we had this, uh, it was much worse. And then yeah. it was much better. And then it was much worse. And then it was, then it was back to being what it was before it was much worse. And so I said, okay, maybe the zinc was doing something. We came back and he had no chiral. But oddly enough, the zinc was helping him. So we started playing with the amount of the zinc and finally found a sweet spot. Mm-hmm. And then slowly moved it up and moved it up. And we did the same with the methyl folate. We slowly, very slowly moved it up hmm. and got to a good point. So right now he has to take uh, one milligram of methyl folate twice a day, and he has to take uh, 15 milligrams of zinc twice a day. And if he misses a dose, mm-hmm. it's not good. Really? <laughs> he has to have a dose. Wow. Interesting. So... So now, um, I don't know, so, like, you're almost three years into your journey? Is that about? Well, when he got it, he was six, but it was towards the end. So um, it's it's more of a a year and a half, two years kind of thing, because he just turned eight. At this point, we are on kind of steady ground. Yeah. (laughs) He's he's perfectly normal, um, Uh except when he gets sick and uh, when he gets sick it's it's pretty stressful and mm-hmm. we try to you know so it's 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 always trying to avoid getting sick he was he missed about five months of school um in first grade and mm-hmm. he he uh is now it's now been doing uh half days since then okay. so we figured it out with a 504 and getting happy because we felt like the stress load just kind of uh, affected his immune system. And the few times I've tried pushing him to go full day, it he comes back sick. Oh my word! Yeah. So at the same time, I I've been seeing. So okay, before pandas hit my son, um, I started seeing. I did see OT, and it wasn't okay. always. It was up and down. And I had we've been dealing with night terrors. Uh, that would not go away. And it would sometimes just have these clusters where for one month he would have a night tear, two, three, four times a night that would mm-hmm. last anywhere between 10 minutes to 45 minutes. Oh my gosh. Of just screaming. Yeah. And so we've always kind of known something was going on. Yeah. Uh, we couldn't understand what. And we've been through so many eliminations. Yeah. I, I, I can't even count. And, um, 
none of them seemed to help until we went on, we went on, a, we did a IgM uh, blood test where we, we tested not just allergies, but uh, sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And it showed up uh, wheat, dairy, eggs, nuts. So we went off of all of those. Oh, gosh. Wow. That's a lot of food <laughs> to say goodbye to. We did that for three months. And we noticed, and then we brought them back in, and we noticed Gary had, this was before Pamela, uh, we noticed Gary had a direct link to his night terrors. So we go, okay, easy, easy peasy. We just take out Gary, and that's the end of that. Um, but, but what I started realizing now in retrospect is that the food allergies and the, and the food sensitivities and whatnot were all it was to me is causing inflammation in the body, which was creating uh, this autoimmune process uh, of, of the body attacking itself in the brain. Inflammation is our enemy yeah. <laughs> when it comes to pans and pandas because inflammation is inflammation the brain. And so you want to go as anti-inflammatory in everything that you do. In fact, it's uh, emergency protocol for most people uh, mm-hmm. when their kid is flaring is ibuprofen. In Benadryl, ibuprofen and Benadryl around the clock in order to like help reduce inflammation in their brain. Unfortunately, my son reacts badly to all of these uh, oh painkillers. Yeah. He has an allergy oh. to painkillers, so that didn't really help. But um, we uh, we so, so we basically we started seeing the waves, and we started seeing what was actually causing the flare up of his OCD. Um, and it was, you know, all of these different things, environmental toxins, mm-hmm. as well as food, as well as getting sick. And it wasn't until we kind of started restricting diet that we started seeing what was doing what. And it wasn't until we got hit with prep that we really pulled it all together with understanding why everything was happening the way it was happening. And why, since he was born, almost, mm-hmm. we had seen this wave up and down and up and down. Um, just recently, I've finally been, I've been diagnosed that I have Lyme and that I get immediately, you know, pass it down to my daughter and my son because my daughter has had insomnia and she started presenting with rages and she started presenting with all these things every time she gets sick as well. Hmm. And so I thought there's no way she has panic. We've never had a positive strep. We tested her for strep several times. Everything that's positive. And what it is is it's pan. So both of my children have pan. Okay. okay. And it's because you have Lyme disease? Is that what you said? So, so yeah, Lyme disease is one of those things kind of like um, uh, like hepatitis or something that, that you, once you have it, you would have it, but yeah. it can go dormant. Okay. Yeah. And so, and so I have it, and it's dormant. It's not really affecting me, but I pass it down to my kids, and it's Stepping on their immune system. I see. Oh my gosh. That blows so, my mind a little bit. <laughs> I know. Well, so our time's about up, but I did want to, uh, you know, if you had kind of any words of wisdom for maybe any listeners who are hearing this and they're like, oh, That's maybe my kid. that would be my kid yeah. or maybe that would be my friend's kid or something. What, what would you tell them? Um, I would say... Uh, one, to, uh, as parents, 
read up on some coping skills for yourself so you don't drown because it's a hard, it's a hard job to do. I think any, any parent who has children who are sick, uh, or especially, you know, severely sick, uh, you just, you gotta figure out yourself as well. In, as, as much as you feel like the emergency of, I gotta help my kid, I gotta save my kid, I gotta save my kid, you gotta figure out how to get that mask on yourself too. Yes. Because if you go down, they all go down. Um, I say that Facebook can be a lifesaver. It really can. It can be, it can be one of the, the only ways you can reach out to other people that are like, in your, in the same situation and like you and can understand what you're going through. And it's really important to have people who understand you because something like this, where people just see the outside of it, don't understand the inside of it, mm-hmm. it can be heartbreaking to have family and friends and strangers having an opinion on something they know nothing about. Right. Yeah. So I would say seek, seek it out immediately. Other, other people. And I would say the question I would say to use pans and pandas to question almost any mental health problem in a young child. I think it should be the first line. There's no hurt in it. I mean, antibiotics can thrash a stomach, and that's about it. But putting a child on SSRI can completely, you know, impede their development, their mental growth. And it's just, it can be detrimental, and it can cause such a chain of, of reactions, such a chain of, um, of of different problems that it, it can cause that you get so wrapped up and entangled in what is actually just side effects to the SSRIs and what is actually my child's problem. I say the first line of defense should be how do I how do I use elimination diets and how do I use things to reduce inflammation and how do I find a doctor who's going to believe me. Who's going to help me find the right antibiotic? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Those are such powerful, I think, just, you know, like tips on life, on how to deal with things right. and maybe approach your problems from different angles right. and assume yeah. there's multiple causes to different problems. I mean, I think you might be onto something by saying that maybe children with pediatric bipolar, there's multiple ways you can get to that end story. You can get that, you can have those yeah. same behaviors in a kid who's been abused. You can have it if they got strep. You could have it if, I mean, there's right. so many ways yep. that these things can happen because brain chemistry can be affected by so many different angles. And so, factors, yeah. And factors, dang. Woo. So, Raquel, we just want to say thank you so much for yeah. hanging out with us tonight. Oh, you're welcome. Um, any time, yeah, and we'd love to have you back. And I think, and any time, any if anybody ever had any questions, you know, I I welcome you know people getting on Facebook and messaging me. I have people all the time from around the world who have have to message me and ask me questions and stuff. And um, it's it's so much to take in as as a parent. It's Mm -hmm. so much. It's overwhelming, and it's you know, I'm, I'm. perfectly happy to help anybody any way I can because it's just it's overwhelming yeah cool so if you'd be okay with it um you know after we're done recording maybe I could get whatever contact information you feel comfortable with and I yeah. can put it on the website yeah put um, it in the link yeah. the and podcast. then you know if anybody who's listening out there may have a question for her about pans or pandas um that'd definitely be another resource for you 
So just to wrap it up, we would like to thank Raquel so much for being here. Thank you. And we'd also just like to remind you guys to check out our website, emilyknewbold.com. That's so pretentious sounding. But <laughs> I love it so hey, much. Hey, it's my name. So yeah. um, also check us out on Facebook, Mental Health Moment. And we'd also like to thank Jonathan Colton for the amazing music. So until next week, thank you. See ya. Bye. I feel fantastic. And I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think about how I felt that day. When I felt the way that I do right now. Right now. I feel fantastic. And I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think about how I felt that day. When I felt the way that I do right now. Right now. Right now.